I'm Win Scott. Welcome to the third and final episode of our podcast, Romanov, Survived or Deceased. In this miniseries, we dove deep in the Romanov family murder that took place over a hundred years ago. We have information, new leads, evidence, and interviews every episode, including this one, so we can figure out how and when the Romanov family was killed. Let's get into it. So last episode, we dove deep into the Tsar Nicholas II and his reign, and also the terror he caused. It was of how the people of Russia feared him and were executed mercilessly. We also looked at the accounts of how the Romanovs were murdered and buried, and how that may lead us to finding out what happened to the Romanovs, and particularly what happened to Anastasia. We interviewed Dr. Griffin, another person who was interested in this case and works in Mount Vernon, and he gave us some important details that we may have missed. Today, with the help from brand new evidence and another interview, we may actually find out what happened to Anastasia Romanov. Stay tuned on this episode of Romanov. Survived or deceased? Well, we don't know what happened to Anastasia Romanov. She was not mentioned in any of the death accounts we reviewed last episode. She seemed to be missing during the murder. Could it be that she was there and actually survived it? There are many accounts of girls coming out and saying that they are the real heir to the throne. We talked about this in episode 1, but didn't get into much detail. They did scientific tests on them to see if their DNA matched what they were claiming, but they were all proven inconclusive. All of that changed when a girl named Anna Anderson came out and claimed she was the real Anastasia. She had proof, quote-unquote, that she really was unlike the others. In this episode, we dive deep into why she thinks she is Anastasia, and if we believe her. So guys, we got an account of the claims of Anna Anderson, and similarities between the two. Anna lived in Charlottesville for her entire life, up until her death in 1984. In 1920 and in 1922, she came out as Anastasia. During a newspaper photo shoot after she was married, her husband and herself were asked to find an object from their living room that represented the other person. Guess what her husband chose? He chose a picture of Tsar Nicholas II, who Anna Anderson claimed to be her father. So even Anna Anderson's husband believed she was Anastasia Romanov. So what other evidence did she have that justified this? When Anna Anderson made her first claim, only a few people had any idea about the Bolshevik attack on the Romanovs. The Russian government then tried to cover it up, but somehow Anna still knew about it. Also, Anna bore unusual scars that people thought were just a result of a skirmish between the Romanov family and the Bolsheviks. Anna also looked like Anastasia physically. Same small build, same nose, hair color, and face shape. She had similar scarrings that Anastasia had on her abdomen and face, and same measurements. Anna Anderson also bore the same left foot deformity that Anastasia was born with. One thing that is consistent with Anna Anderson, she never once left character. Even though she spoke German, she had a Russian accent, which is peculiar. Maria Rasputin, the daughter of the infamous Romanov family tutor named Gregory Rasputin, was three years older than Anastasia and had played with her as a child. When she heard that Anna Anderson was claiming to be Anastasia, 
She asked to meet her in private. After their meeting, Maria was fully convinced that she was the true Anastasia. But, however, Maria took back the claim when Anna Anderson refused to dine with her under the name Anastasia. I got a couple accounts of quote-unquote proof that Anna was Anastasia. The first was clipped from the Ottawa Journal, Saturday, February 12th in 1977. It reads, Both feet of the claimant has malformation in the joints of the root of the big toe, a condition known as hollux valgus. Anastasia also had this condition, and, as with the claimant, the deformity was pronounced on the right foot. Anastasia had a mark on her right shoulder where the mole had been removed so that she could wear a ball gown. Anna, Anna Anderson had such a mark. Now, all of this was poorly translated, so I had to do it myself, so. It is just little coincidences that say Anna and Anastasia had the same mark on their shoulders and both of their toes were messed up. The second account was clipped from the San Bernardino County Journal um, Sunday, December 16, 1956. It reads, Well, I have a different opinion on that from which I reached years ago. I have compared photographs of the real Anastasia, taken when she was a young girl, with those of the woman I interviewed in Berlin. The resemblance is striking. I have met people who knew Anastasia as a child, who later talked with this mysterious woman. The latter recalled details of Anastasia's early life, playmates, the kind of pipe her father smoked, which would be hard to fake. I believe the woman I met in Berlin was, and is, the true Anastasia. This again is just coincidences saying that there are similarities between Anna and Anastasia. There's no scientific proof proving that they're the same people. The DNA test came back negative. The rest is all just luck. True that. Now, we have our final interview with another teacher at Mount Vernon, Mrs. Chen. She too has an interest in this case, and we asked her what her opinion on Anna and, and Anastasia's situation was, the relationship they had, the similarities they had, and is this just a big coincidence? She learned Miss Chen learned about this case when she was growing up, and it intrigued her because, well, who doesn't want to know who killed a family and got away with it? So let's in listen to her interview and see what she's going to clear up for us. Okay, so today we're here with uh, Miss Chen, and uh, today she's going to be helping us wrap up our wrap up our series on why the Romanovs were murdered, how they were murdered, and did any of them survive. So, just going to take it away, Miss um, Chen. How did you come to know about this case? Well, I think it's fascinated people for you know, basically since they were murdered. And so I just remember growing up, it became part of what you learned when you learned Russian history because it was something, it was an interesting episode that people mm -hmm. could attach themselves to. Go on to more like why fascinate people. Why do you think like if we were able to solve this case, why it would matter now? Um, well, I think people are fascinated because although there have been revolutions and coups and all of that that have overthrown monarchies historically, usually children are left out of it. It's usually not such a gruesome massacre. And so 
I think both because of the way that they were killed and because of how the Soviets tried to hide the information pertaining to it for so long, um, people haven't had the chance to, I guess, come to terms with it in the same way that they have with other revolutions. And so I think people want, there's a sense that there has not been a finality to the story that there has been with other revolutions. Okay, so now now talking about the Romanov family, what we've thought about and what people have discovered is um, one of the main folks that we've been looking into is Anna Anderson. Could you tell us a little bit about her? Um, I mean, I know she is the most you know, popular, if you will, imposter of Anastasia. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, so you definitely don't believe that. that I, there's yeah. There's any chance it can be Anastasia. I generally believe the DNA evidence. I know there's some conspiracies given who handled the DNA evidence. I know the um, Russian Orthodox Church casts some doubt on it because they don't feel like they've been as involved in it as they would like to be. Um, but I think there's been enough DNA evidence to at least mm-hmm. cast her aside as not Anastasia. Um, has majority of it been clear or has majority been inconclusive or have they actually been able to finalize the test results? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, those that have done the DNA have said that she is this other Polish woman. Okay, so what we learned from Mrs. Chen during her interview was, number one, she doesn't believe any of the Romanov survived. I mean, seriously. She doesn't believe Anastasia survived or any of their surviving or any of the members of the family. She also believes that, well, the Romanov bodies are in the property of the Orthodox Church in Russia now. And because they're being hailed as martyrs, because they were unrightfully so prosecuted, um, that means that we cannot access their bodies and run further DNA testing to uh, confirm the inconclusive results that were um, found in some of the bodies. I did ask her, though, if like anytime soon we would be able to get access to the bodies or reopen this case and the thing that she said that surprised me though is it's pro- we're probably never going to be able to ever access the bodies but this is probably a closed case by now I mean honestly because the reason that this case keeps getting opened up is because of conspiracy theories and doubts about who killed them it might just be time for us to let this go and let this be a thing of the past because the re- the relevance and the impact that it could have today is minor. There would be an impact because, of course, we do want to prove that the Orthodox Church does have the bodies through DNA testing. We do want to prove that they were unrightfully killed. We want to know who killed them because that's just human nature. We want to know why they were killed and why they, you know, why they had to be murdered that way. We know the reasons. But we don't know, like, the actual motivation behind the way they killed them and who killed them. And that's just part of human cur- curiosity. It's like Pandora's box. You know, she's going to look inside. That's how it's going to be us. It's going to be a never-ending story because we want to keep the case open. But in the truth, we've burned out every lead. We've looked at every lead. It's like the police officers telling us that we've burned every lead. And there's no way that we can just keep opening this case up because it's doing us no good. It's like an obsession. And what Mrs. Chen is trying to tell us here, and it's kind of warning us here, is that it might just be time to put this to rest, accept reality, and look at the facts that we already have, because 
even though we've reviewed everything and even though we've we gotten some new things that can probably impact this. And the truth of it, it's just we need to accept fate as fate is because let's think if the Romanovs weren't killed, Nicholas II could have become more of a dictator type authority and could have uh, shaped Russia in the way it was now, like make it a little more dictatorial than a little worse than Vladimir Putin, though I know like it's very hard to do. I don't know if anyone can one-up Putin right now. But the thing that we need to be reminded of is everything happens for a reason. God's going to will it. Fate's going to happen. And and the truth of it, it's just time for us to let this go. And that's the message she's just sending to us because there's no way we can figure out this case unless something new comes to light, which we haven't. We've just been reviewing the evidence. And we've done a great job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat me and win on the back. He's done a great job. He's... um. He's doing the recordings and all that. He's, he's, he's the GOAT, greatest of all time right there when it comes to that department. But um, the thing that we need to be reminded of is we can't keep focusing on the fact that we want to reopen this case, but we can't. We can only review what we have and make predictions, and that's, that's exactly what we're going to do here. So we're going to give you guys what you deserve. We're going to give you guys the answer, and we're going to make it right. We're going to make it seem as if, it, if all is good, make it seem so. In the first episode, we introduced you to this case. We went over that the Romanovs were a Russian royal family during the Russian Civil War. We went over the fact that in 1905, a massacre called Bloody Sunday sparked this war, and many lives were lost. Then we, decided, then we talked about how Russia divided into two parts, the Bolsheviks and the anti-Bolsheviks, and how the Bolsheviks wanted to kill the Romanovs. We introduced you to the family members and the fact they were, that they were all killed in the basement of their house. Let's go on to episode two, where we explain that the Romanovs were not all that perfect. In fact, the Tsar Nicholas II was a cruel dictator and the second highest kill count of the Russian Civil War and World War I. How the entire civilization feared for their lives every day because of him. We did dissect two accounts of how they were murdered and how they were buried. While both stories had their similarities and differences, one thing they had in common was there was no mention about Anastasia. Many believed that she escaped and was not killed with the rest of her family. Women then started coming out saying that they were the real Anastasia. Today, we told you about the most popular person who did, who did this, Anna Anderson. While there are a lot of coincidences, such as the mark on her shoulder, her freaky messed up toe, and how they look exactly alike, the DNA results were proven inconclusive. And while some may believe she is the real Anastasia, we don't. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We had a blast making it, and we hope you enjoyed and learned something, too. And this is Sutter and Wynn, now signing off. Romanov, Romanov survived, survived or deceased? Cobang.